Fuckers? Well, with the Overheard Podcast, you can. From smuggled dinosaur bones to man-made glaciers, each episode takes a dive into the curious conversations that occur behind the scenes at National Geographic. Overheard is presented by GEICO. Millions of ESPN sports fans count on GEICO for reliable car insurance and low, low rates. Visit GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Hi, I'm Carson Kressley. Of all the most valuable resources in the world, kindness is the most precious. For more than 140 years, American Humane has been working to make the world a kinder place for animals. Rescuing those caught in disasters, protecting animals on our farms, on the silver screen, and the world's remarkable and endangered species who need our care to help them survive. All of us can make a difference by making humane choices at the supermarket, in our choice of entertainment, and by supporting conservation and rescue efforts. It's not hard at all. Make being kind a lifestyle choice and visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways you can help build a more caring, compassionate, and humane world for animals and for all of us. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. It is our number three. Sports hangover. Midway point of your work week, sir. Are you excited about that? Uh oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that what that camel Wednesday hump day is what it is. Shock team, the digital underground, former Saints head coach Sean Payton. It's going to be hard to say that next year. Huh? I guess we need to have like a new open with this, huh? The new head coach. You splice in the new head coach. I'll just splice in the new head coach. Splice in the new head coach. Words of wisdom. And to all the ladies, peace and happiness forever. Mickey Loomis just spoke over at the senior bowl. Jordan Kleber, smoke coming from his fingers. He is cutting the sound as fast as he can. He knows he has to get it in now. Ali Cosell is coming up at 2.15. We'll talk about the latest rumors. There's a report out there. The Pels could be interested in three players, Jordan. Do you remember those three players at the top of your head? Do you remember? Was it Harrison Barnes? That's one of them. Three Eric of, Gordon. Yeah, Eric Gordon's the one that's gotten a lot of attention, including making it our... Is it our question of the day today? Just yeah, like this a is poll. the question of the day today, the poll question. Okay, what is it? It's, would you like to see Eric Gordon in a Pelicans uniform again? 140 votes, 94% say no. 140. It's one of our largest polls so far today. Huh? It's a, a lot of comments as well. Sure. Comments. Him and AD, LOL, not a chance in hell. Really? Wow. Retro Pels. Eric Gordon would never want to play for us either. Black Butterfly just does a emoji. Mm-hmm. A silent emoji. J. Fell might as well ask, would you like a colonoscopy? 
You get it? Because obviously no. Mark says, not no, but hell no. And then Bocage over on Twitter says, is his heart still in Phoenix? Because when he's with the My heart's in Phoenix. Pelican, yes. He, One there was visit. a video. There was hey. a full, did you see the, remember the I video? I know, he walked into the arena, yes. Getting out of the limousine. Yes. And it said, Eric Gordon. <laughs> what, the, what did the Pelicans do? Hearts and They Phoenix. matched. Yeah. And then he had to, he had to come back. Oh, my pancreas is bruised. How do you think that uh, that phone call went? Hello? Hey, hey settle down. L- lower down here. Hold on. It's the, it's, uh, it's the Hornets. What, what now? You matched. You mean you matched. The hell you mean you matched. You mean you matched. Why'd you match? I'm in, I'm in Phoenix right now. I'm in now. Phoenix. Valley of the Sun. Should I pull up that video? Sure. Um... LSU not doing so well on signing day with some of the players that they were targeting, Jordan. One went to Texas A&M. Yeah, five-star defensive end Sherm Stewart mm-hmm. signed with Texas A&M. And, the, you know, the rich get richer over mm. there. Uh, there was a receiver they were targeting, High Towers, Caleb Douglas. He has picked Florida over LSU National Signing Day. Um, that kind of made a... Push for Billy Napier getting some more players there. You know, you know who Billy Napier is, right? Yeah, you remember is. Billy Napier? Okay. Yeah. Um, so two remaining announcements: Harold Perkins and Jacoby Matthews, right? Because they're too well, big. I thought we were going to continue targets. on the the, the bad Dan. Uh, oh, I was just saying no, but we're, we're waiting for those. Got two. you, yeah. Danny that LSU's remember been. Remember a guy in Danny Lewis? Oh, wait a minute. That wouldn't. Wait a minute. I know who that is. That name sounds familiar. There it is. It is. 25 seconds of Ryan Kelly. Dancing with him. Do you know this? I've never heard of this. There he is. Slow-mo Brian Kelly. Doing the, uh, this was changing the culture at LSU. Rotating podium there. So he is an LSU Tiger. Congratulations. No, to he's Tiger. not. What? what do you mean, no, he's not? But it Bruce got Feldman forty minutes ago. Yeah, eight million views. No, the recruit who Brian Kelly danced behind and helped get over eight million views on his mesmerizing video. Eight million said he's picking Alabama. Alabama. LSU. <laughs> this was supposed to change everything. Wait a minute, Alabama. Alabama. What did Saban do? Did he do the gritty? Oh, Saban didn't do anything. No, that doesn't matter. Saban. Who's the guy that impersonates Nick Saban? You know what I'm talking about? There's a bunch of them. No, I know, but there's one. That I, I just saw it. I don't know. It's Joey. Um, oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. This was, uh, yeah, Joey Muliano. This was him two days ago. Hypothetical presser of somebody asking Nick Saban to do the gritty. You want me to do what now? A gritty? What the hell's a gritty? If you're a gritty player, I'd love to have you come play for me. Look, I don't dance unless it's with Miss Terry. I, and I haven't done that since our wedding day, and that was over 50 years ago, and quite frankly, she was lucky I did it then, and I haven't done it since. I, I don't run a nightclub. I run a football program. <laughs> I, a football program that just lost in the national championship, and now everybody wants me out here doing the gritty. 
That's right. I mean, unless you're the second coming of Lawrence Taylor or Deion Sanders and the Affleck commercials, which I didn't even dance in those, it's not going to happen. All right? There you go. Nick Saban did not. Is there a video of him doing the gritty? I have not seen that. It's got to burn a bit, huh? It's got to sting a little bit. Does it? When you got 8 million views, that's great for you. This is what it takes today. These kids. 8 million views, baby. I'm going to choose Alabama. <laughs> Yikes. You don't find that funny? I found it funny. It's thick saving. Okay, fine. Mickey Loomis just spoke with uh, the locals, and he was asked the obvious, what's it like not having not having Sean Payton with you? Well, it's just, look, it's, it's different. It's been different, you know, since, since um, you know, since he informed us. And, and um, yeah, it's, it's hard to describe without getting emotional about it. You brought something up here. Um, he was asked, remember last week, he spoke. Thursday. And he was like, they were like, thoughts on Sean? Give me some time. I'll I'll talk to you at, at the Senior Bowl. Today is time. Today's the Senior Bowl. You've had some time. Thoughts on Sean and his time in New Orleans. Yeah, I, I think uh, just because, you know, I don't want that to um... – you know, the main topic this week is obviously the Senior Bowl and the coaching search, and I, I've got a lot of thoughts, and I just want to gather myself before I express them. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to summarize 16 years in, in, in uh, you know, a few sentences, but when I do, I want to make sure I do it right. I mean, you've I, had a week now, I don't, today. Why is it so difficult? Why is it so difficult to uh, express... How Sean feels for you? Well, what I, I just—it's—it's it's very odd. Do you think it went well? I don't know. It's just very odd. I mean, just, he said without just, getting emotional. It seems, I just, it's very strange. It seems weird. Why a week? I mean, a lot of you saw the different organizations already mentioned stuff about Tom Brady. Like I said, it's just very odd. It's just very well, at least odd. The same day that he officially announced his retirement. So I don't see how Mickey Loomis has had this but, deep but of a relationship. No, no one's asking for a 17-minute no. tribute. I, it's literally, hey, thoughts on his time here. It's like up, can't And him do it saying, now. you know what? I can't think of a better partnership we've had. He brought a Super Bowl to the city. We had a friendship behind the, the scenes. Um, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be different. And we thank him for his time. That's it. Like there's, I, I don't, that wasn't very difficult for me to say. Right. It's very odd. Look who we have here. Do you see the screen? Who do we have here? Jordan, Jeff from Tracy's so Jeff Carreras, Jeff. I, I, I was informed yesterday prior to talking about the conversation uh, we were talking Jordan Kleber over here. Uh, the abomination uh, that is putting potato salad in a gumbo. And apparently I then found out that I'm in the minority, apparently, around these parts. 
And I need to reevaluate friendships here because the graph says that he absolutely does it and then asked you if you do it. And what was your response, Jeff? 100%. That's unbelievable. Thank you, Jeff. And you own a restaurant bar. What, 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 I, mean, yes. I mean, you're known for cooking. I mean, you're, you you got like one of the best, you know, roast beefs, arguably the best. And so, so here's the thing, Jeff. You know, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. No, well, I was just going to say, you know, I've learned it from, as a kid growing up, my parents always had rice. But when my wife moved to Lafayette mm-hmm. back in 96, 97, they did it there. And God, I just fell in love with it. I just thought it was so unique. So it's so it's so it's a taste thing, then, as to why you prefer it that way, huh? Yeah, well, you get a little bit of best of both worlds. You get a you know, if you got a very good or or decent potato salad, and you mix that with a good gumbo. Oh my god, you, yeah, make you slap so, your mama. So, okay, so here's here's the problem that I've had is I I then then went home last night and did essentially an hour talk show on this with my <laughs> wife because my wife does this, and I'm like, and she's like, well, what's wrong with it? I'm like, okay, you're not understanding my point here. Like, you wouldn't put coleslaw in chicken soup. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what, Jeff's gonna, I'm gonna get Jeff to call tomorrow, because sir, you're one of the dishes you're known for at your place or dishes or things is your roast beef. Like you meticulously, we've been there when we did shows early in the morning before you even open the door. Watch how he weasels his you, way in, no, into no this weasling. argument. There's no weaseling. Jeff this. cooks for a while that roast beef. It simmers. It's meticulous. There's only certain ingredients because the flavor, Jeff. Of how you cook the roast beef, right? Is how right. you, it, it's what separates it. The flavor, the texture of it, the debris, you name it. Would you ever in your life put in mustard mayo, coleslaw, or something like that in the vat of roast beef as it's cooking? Negative. Okay. So, the reason I bring that up <laughs> is because gumbo is unique. In that what makes it a gumbo is the liquid, right? Like it has to have the right. texture, color, the like it's exactly the roux. So what I can't get past is putting that in there dilutes, gets rid of what makes it its own thing. Like if I were no. to walk to your vat of roast beef and throw in something in there, then all of a sudden it's not roast beef you're cooking in there. Well, that's different. That's different. I mean, no, it's, it's not, it's not, different. not at all. all. Not at all. Not at all. You'd smack you my hand if I got minority. near if I got near your roast beef. You'd be smacking me. Well, I tell you what, I'll make up a gumbo this week. I'll make my potato salad. You come try it and tell me what you think. All right, you know what? I will do it. I, I have not done Jeff, it. he has so never tried try. it before, and he's already dude, hating on it. No, because I can't get past Because, dude, again, it's, I can't even fathom why I would do it. I love my gumbo. I love the taste of gumbo. It's unique. Like, I'm not – can you imagine walking up to the Northeast? Jeff, you travel a lot. Would you ever go to Boston and grab some fresh chata where presidents have had chata and, and, and in the middle of the restaurant just throw in some slaw? Some potato salad in there. They'll throw you out of the restaurant. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, let's try it. Let's try. Let's try. Next time the Saints play up there. All right, Jeff. Thank you, bud. Always good. Seriously, thank cook you, some up. Cook some up. We'll come over to Take third night. Wow. I will do it. Cook some up. We'll do it. We'll do it. All right, baby. There we go. Good to see you. Jeff Carreras.
I'm looking forward to that gumbo now. I'm just telling you right now, it would be like just whoosh. He would never let me near the roast beef tub, and, you know, vat the roast beef. Because that's unique. That's what is the flavor. And guess what? Guess what? Why Why is gumbo and potato salad unique combined? Because it's unique. It's unique to here. Gumbo is unique to here. Putting potato salad in your gumbo is unique yeah. to here. I, I think it's a screw loose in your head. I, I, I mean, that's just me. It's just I, I, me. I, I, there's a lot of people with screws loose yeah, in their I, head. I now. completely agree. I, I hear you. Maybe the screw is loose for a I, reason. I just cannot. I can't wrap my head around it. Ali Cosell. I'll ask him if he does it, too. Also ask him, could you imagine? Now stepping onto the court, Eric Gordon for your New Orleans Pelicans. Could it happen? I'll ask him next on ESPN New Orleans. Hey, Louisiana. Sports betting is officially here, and there's no better place to get in on the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Treasure Chest Casino. Right now, new customers can place their first bet risk-free, and if you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back in site credit when you use the promo code KLRZ. That's why now is the perfect time to give FanDuel a shot. The timing is perfect. The Super Bowl is almost here. The NBA regular season is in high gear. There's so much to bet on in the state of Louisiana. FAP is simple and easy to use with generous promotions every day. It's safe and secure with best-in-class customer service. And when you win, FanDuel will pay your winnings in as little as two hours. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Just sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook with promo code KLRZ to get started with a risk-free first bet of up to $1,000. That's promo code KLRZ. Must be 21 and over in President Louisiana. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavalum, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavalum. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Sports Hangover, Mr. Ali Kos. Good afternoon, sir. How are you today? I'm doing great, Gus. Even this rainy weather can't keep me down because we finally got some Trey Murphy minutes. Although you're about to say some of the rumors that were... No, that's not yet. He'll get there. He's the editor-in-chief of The Bird Rights, Mr. Ali (laughs) Cosell. As always, appreciate the time. Um, You know what? Since you said it, and it's very rare that we actually have them, here we go. Here's a Trey Murphy highlight. Second free throw. No good. Jonas got the rebound. Triple team to Ingram. Get it to Trey. Left corner three. Yes, sir! 
Nothing but net. Murphy's corner. Poor Todd. <laughs> Todd's been waiting a long time to say that. Um, look, let's start with, with, with him there. You and I were so impressed, obviously, with what we saw in summer league, and it's been a struggle. But to see him, I guess, start to get more minutes. And I think there's one thing I'm starting to learn about Willie Green, Ollie. He's, he wants you to work. If you prove to him at practice, you, you, you're going to get an opportunity in the game. And when you do, you, you got to show up. That's exactly right. Trey, just like a lot of Pelicans in the past have, showed up and played well in the summer league and, of course, training camp exhibition. But they don't necessarily get playing time right away. And you always stuck wondering why, especially on a team that isn't competing for the playoffs, right? They're always got a disappointing record, especially the last three years. And Trey Murphy honestly fell into that same hole. He wasn't ready. I know that Pelicans fans were enamored with the shooting and whatever else they saw and probably think that he can become. He's not there yet. And I, I noticed this early, and I think we even talked about this, Gus, um, at the start of the year in the first month or so, once he kind of got removed from the rotation, he was struggling. It wasn't just with his shot. You know, you saw it in his confidence, in his movement on the court. Um, he wasn't making plays defensively. And so a coach just isn't going to play you. Um, if you if you can't do those type of things on the court. So behind the scenes, Trey's been working. I've seen him several times working behind the scenes before games where, you know, the Pelicans, guys that seldom play, they play together games before the real games, uh, getting up and down the court. And I saw Trey being a lot more aggressive, showing kind of a confidence that we didn't see at the start of the year. So I think all of that work led to what we saw last night, which was him playing real uh, honest, legitimate minutes in a key situation. He came up big. It's interesting you bring that up because one of the things that you can't ever really guess sometimes is how certain draft picks are going to pan out. He was a first-round pick. Here we are. Yesterday, it's announced Herb Jones going to the the, the Future Stars game, man, in All-Star Weekend. Could you have remotely guessed that he was going to have that sort of impact? And how remarkable is it that he's being seen among one of the rising stars when it's a defensive reason? It's not an offensive reason. Yeah, and, and, and isn't that special? And it goes to show you just how great he has been on that end of the floor. When the Pelicans drafted him, everybody was thinking, okay, here's a guy that's going to be in the G League for probably at least half the season, you know, getting adjusted to the game, hopefully learning how to play a little bit more offensively, right? We knew he could pass, but shooting was always a problem with him all through college. And so he needed to work on his shot and just getting that mentality. Well, he proved everybody wrong by jumping right in the rotation from day one, and he's just gotten better since. I mean, that's probably even been the more impressive thing, not only that he earned minutes early, but the fact he's improved vastly with each uh, month. And so this getting named to the all-rookies team is honestly just a well-deserved reward for what he's done, a good accomplishment, because Mm -hmm. he's a great defensive player, no doubt, probably one of the best wing players we have in the league already. But offensively, Gus, you watch the games. Everybody that's probably listening watches at least some of these games. You've seen him offensively, right? He, he can bring the ball up the court. He can make a play for others. He knows when to attack the rim, and he's usually successful. And now he's got a three-point shot that's coming around. So, really, the sky's the limit for him. And, and what a steal for the Pelicans. You were just hoping to get a, maybe a rotation piece when you're drafting in the second round. He honestly looks like he's going to be a, a starter in this league for at least 10 years or so. 100%. I said that earlier in the year, right, Jordan? I said Herb Jones is a starter. I mean, for the foreseeable future, that guy cannot come off the court without the starting lineup, and if something's going to help when B.I. And, and, you know, Zion eventually comes in, and I love what Valanchunas means to this team here as well, and I'm going to stop there. 
what's been your assessment on Devontae Graham? Because I'm noticing in the last couple of days, I see a lot of Twitter. And I, I'm taking it for what it is. But I'm talking about Pels fans or even people that cover the team saying, you know, Jose Alvarado is outplaying him right now. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is that accurate? So let's just start with your assessment of Devontae Graham on this team. Devontae Graham has just been slightly disappointing if you look at the big picture, which is, of course, this season through the first 50 games. He was brought in to do just several things, honestly. Fill in one of the holes, major holes, at the guard position where he can give you 30 minutes and just be an average player. And for him to do that, he has to shoot well, like we saw in Charlotte, from three-point range. Well, he's largely done that. Now, I know he's slumping of late, and that's what's led to, honestly, these uh, Alvarado rumors of, you know, being better. Maybe he should be in a starting lineup, mm-hmm. but let's not get carried away. Um, Graham is honestly, he's hes not only put in the work to um, build up this chemistry with the starting lineup when they're all healthy, they play well together, but his big shot moments that he's had this season, don't overlook them. That's why he's here in New Orleans on top of just being a good secondary playmaker, right? Pretty decent assist tolls, about four, five, six a game, and usually just about one turnover. So that, that was really honestly going to be his role here in New Orleans when, of course, Zion and Brandon Ingram are on the court, but we haven't seen that. Right. So I don't think they've been able to maximize his potential and his impact, positive impact, because Zion's been out this whole time. So it's made easy to poke holes in a guy that already had holes in his game. Right. Um, so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not looking too much deeper than that. We just need to see the complete product before we fully evaluate him. But like I said, he has been a little bit disappointed because he has struggled of late, right? I think I want to say since January, he's really struggling to put that ball through the hoop, more so than usual. And the reason I bring that up is because, obviously, as we get closer to the February 10th trade deadline, we, we're looking at how much of a buyer or a seller the Pels would sort of be and where are you going to go. Obviously, as I just mentioned, you love Herb, what he brings. You love what Valanciunas brings here as well. And B.I. is a guy that everybody was pushing to be an all-star. So you're set at three spots there. Um, you're assuming at some point Zion comes in. Is point guard something that you look at? I know one of the names that's been thrown out there is C.J. McCollum. Do you think the Pels should do what it takes to get him? They should definitely chase a, at least an above-average starting point guard in this league. There's no doubt. Even if Devontae was fulfilling his uh, role uh, supremely, and that includes shooting the heck out of the ball and doing everything else that they expect him to do, that still makes him a sixth man on a good team. I I don't think he was brought in to be a starter from day one and hold that position throughout his contract. I don't think the Pelicans viewed him as such. They've given him an opportunity, right, because that's how things have worked out. They whiffed on Kyle Lowry. Um, and several other names in the last summer. But going forward, I don't think that's the plan either. So you've got to chase somebody. You've got to get either C.J. McCollum to basically bolster that backcourt or, you know, maybe look at De'Aaron Fox, Karis LeVert. And now I'm beginning to think maybe look at Bradley Beal, even the Ben Simmons, right? You've got such a massive hole. You've got to fill it with somebody. And I think that's what the Pelicans are doing, Gus. Hearing today's rumors, right, of Robert Covington, Eric Gordon, and Harrison Barnes, I don't think that's who the Pelicans ultimately want to end up with. I think those are just pieces that they would use to get one of these big names to fill that hole at guard. Oh, wow. So to your point, you think what David Griffin's trying to do here is create or try to partner or try to find teams to work with him in order to land somebody at perhaps that position because that's what it kind of looks like then right now. 
Yeah, exactly. Because right now, if the Pelicans wanted to trade for C.J. McCollum, it would cost them, of course, you would throw in Thomas Sadoransky, expiring contract, but you would have to trade at least two uh, rotation pieces. So take your pick of Valanciunas, Harder, Graham, and Hayes. So suddenly you're trading for one player, but losing two key guys that have, like I said, played well, and when this team's been healthy, they're about a 500 team. So chances are, and at least in my mind, C.J. McCollum isn't going to overcome that loss and suddenly elevate you up in the standings now and maybe in the uh, near future. So like I said, that, that seems too lateral. So you need to add more ammo, basically, on your roster with tradable salaries. I think, like I said, that's why honestly what they're doing because the prices, I'm, I fully expected this, but for C.J., De'Aaron Fox right now before the deadline, they're extremely high, and I don't think Griffin wants to pay those prices. So when you look at where this team sort of is right now, like they lost four straight, and, and I'm telling you, it's crazy, Ollie, and I know occasionally you'll you know, come across the show here and, and hear some callers. It, it's more positive than not because of the efforts and the things of that nature. So now we get into this month of February. You have the trade deadline, and then you also have what I apparently – Jordan thinks is a bold prediction. I think 100% we see Zion this month. Do you think, what What would you put percentage-wise? I'm targeting the 20, I got no info, but I'm saying if he can't be on the court the Friday after the All-Star break, then I need some answers because that'd be basically the last Thursday, I think was the week six. I'm giving him an extra four weeks because it's four Fridays from this Friday, the 25th. Then if he's not able to at least practice that I need answers so I'm going with that until I'm told otherwise do you think we see him this month I wouldn't think so no even if we get yeah I'm sorry come on Ollie I think without a doubt we're getting news this week from everything I've been told since last week that there's Zion news coming this week now I've heard differing things on whether it's going to be positive or negative um if it's positive and say that foot has healed, that bone is now 100% fully ready to go and he can start ramping up his conditioning again, I still don't think we would see him that early, Gus, because we're already in February. That, that just seems too little just saying right out, out of the All-Star break we see him. I, I wouldn't assume him back until at least March, maybe even the second week, unfortunately. But like I said, I've also heard rumors of where, honestly, they may be waiting until the trade deadline um, or close to it anyways, to announce that he's done for the season, too. So I've heard a couple different things, but I wouldn't expect him, like I said, if it is positive for him to come back that soon. It's just never happened in the past with him, and you know they're going to be careful with him, right? To rush him back into this season is kind of pointless. Do you have anything for Ali? I'm no, I mean, I said... I am uh, miserable. I, I, I mean, you know, all I said was... <laughs> all I wanted was something positive, and Ali just, you know, thank you, Ali. You can tell me king cakes well, listen, don't taste good either. I mean, listen, I'll give you Trey Murphy's name again. <laughs> Jose Alvarado. We haven't talked uh, about him yet. I know it just stinks. You know what? Here's the thing, man. And I was I'm watching the you know the loss Sunday in Cle- or Monday in Cleveland, and you know the ones here over the weekend, and it just like I, I like smack my leg, dude. I'm like, it'd just be nice to see this team with its two stars. Can, can I just see what the the team would look like to have Ingram and Zion? With what I substantially think is of improvement at center over with Valanciunas. And even then, I think Graham is, you know, can be helpful. And you see what Herb can do defensively. Like, that's a starting five, I think, that can play some games, man, if not win some. And we haven't seen it. And it's just, it's frustrating. It's just frustrating, man. 
I want to see it, and I know the Pelicans front office does as well. Look, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, they've played in 81 games together out of a possible 194. And, of course, zero so far this year. And everything was meant to be geared towards them this season, right, with all the pieces they had. 81 of 194. You want to see that product. You're absolutely right, because how are you supposed to build, uh, especially this summer, towards something greater when you don't know what you even truly have? So, like I said, I want to see it, and I hope to goodness that Zion comes back, but I'm just not going to hold my breath any longer. You know, I mean, we've been doing that. The one savoring moment for me is he did make that Instagram post, right? Last right. week, early last week, or whenever well, That's it was. what I'm saying. And exactly. I just think there's always a reason behind his um, motives, right, in, in terms of just doing even, like, social media posts. So I'm hoping that turns out to be a positive still. Fingers crossed. I just can't imagine you post that after you've been so silent on social media and make that mm-hmm. as a thumbs up when you get carted off the field. See you all next year. I, I, I just don't <laughs> see that. But you know what? We'll see, Ollie. Thank you, as always, for the time. Even though you, you know. He doesn't agree with you? No, I didn't say I didn't opinion. agree with him. I didn't say that. I just, you know, I just I wanted somebody else to stand on the on the ledge with me no. and say he's coming back this month. Uh, at at oh, at. That's Ali Kosell. It's the way to follow him on Twitter. He's the editor-in-chief of The Bird Rights. Thank you, bud. Always appreciate it. Absolutely. It's a rainy day, Gus. It fits, right? The mood. You were too positive, man. I was. (laughs) Too positive. Uh, We'll come back. We'll hear more from General Manager Mickey Loomis. He spoke over at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. Coming up next on ESPN. Welcome to Allstate, where we bring it all together. And bundling your home and auto is good, right? And it saves you up to 25%. It all comes together. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Bundled savings discounts will vary by state. Saving up to 25% is a countrywide average of savings off the home policy. Combining the multiple policy discount for having auto insurance with Allstate and the welcome discount savings at enrollment. Hey, Ray Mariazzi here. Have you ever cooked a really fine gourmet meal? Yeah, me neither. (laughs) But I'm told it all comes down to the ingredients. And when I need ingredients to improve my car, the place I go is eBay Motors. Whether you roasted your last transmission, graded your current floor mats, or pureed your side view mirror on a lamppost, eBay Motors has the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. And by the way, if you recently fired up your grill, don't worry, eBay Motors has grills too. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Dominique Foxworth with us now in studio. What's wrong, man? Nick, you not used to this? No, I'm not. I'm not built like y'all. You guys love it. It's not about the money, Max. You must love this. No, no, it's about the money. Show me the money! I'm with you now. Oh, yeah, it's about the money. Yeah. Yeah. The money helps. Yeah, I'm sure it helps, but y'all all <laughs> got enough so to not do this if you don't want to. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. 
He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back to Sports Hangover. What are you grinning about over there? Nothing. It's just... There it is. I, 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 I'm very leery when you look like Elf on the Shelf. When you have that grin. 150 votes. 93% say no. That makes me... That actually does bring a smile to my face. Couldn't find the Eric Gordon video. I'm sorry. That guy... <laughs> say what you want about Eric Bledsoe. And you can say a lot. He won the Iron Man Award last year. You couldn't keep him off the court. While, while many Pels players and probably fans would have loved for him not to get on the court. <laughs> right? Couldn't keep him off the court. 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, phone lines are open. The rest of the show here. Head um, head coach. I keep saying that. I got I to gotta, gotta get together here. General manager. Mickey Loomis. See what he had to say a little bit more. As he spoke today over at the Senior Bowl, Jordan played it a little bit ago on the fact that he still won't talk about Sean Payne. I, apparently he's still emotional, I guess. It's just strange, you know. He said it's hard without him getting emotional on it. But either way, he does have to go about the process of trying to find a new head coach. So... One of the things that he was asked about is obviously how important it is to get that position and also the importance of finding your quarterback with it. Well, they're pretty important. <laughs> you know, we're replacing Drew Brees and and, uh, uh, um, and Sean Payton, so they're pretty important. Um, Look, it, it's a question that every candidate's going to have. Hey, who's the quarterback going to be? What are your thoughts? And, and look, that's a, that's a collaborative um, decision. And we've got, you know, we've got in-house candidates and, and guys that have been with us, and, and, you know, there may be some some other candidates. So we'll, we'll just go through that process and determine who those are, and we'll come up with a uh, collective um, preference. I'm assuming. I know. It's, I keep hearing collective. I keep hearing. Look, I've said this before, and I don't mean this to be disrespectful to a lot of different things or people. But there's going to be a void of leadership here, or, or not. I wouldn't say void because I'm not saying that I don't know if they can or cannot lead. But I've said this before, from the gum chosen to the message being sent to how everything in that facility ran was Sean Payton. One way, shape, or form. When you remove that, it, it's going to be interesting. My man's having trouble telling me how important he was. And <laughs> he's going to be collaborative with who's going to, who's choosing it? Is it the owner? I'm assuming it's him. Like, who is making the final decision? Are you going to bring your decision to Miss Benson for the approval and okay? Is Dennis Lausha involved in this? It's very interested in, in how that process sort of goes here. Here's the uh, Captain Obvious question. How important 
This is higher. Well, look, it's the you know our, it's our head coach. It's the face of the franchise. It's you know the direction that we're going to be headed. It's it's a really important decision, and and uh, yeah, I'd like it to be someone that coaches here for 16 years and 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 has a lot of wins like like the last one. But uh, yeah, it's an important decision. I don't you know I don't think any of us. Uh, None of us are taking this lightly. You know, we're, we're looking to find someone who can lead us, uh, lead our team uh, for the long run. I, I think one of the things that, again, is just interesting to me. It's just constantly hearing that that whole collective atmosphere on that. Anyway, um, how many more interviews? Yeah, I think probably at least three, and, and you know, we'll see from there. Um. Again, from Mike Garofalo, you had what was it? Uh, Doug Peterson on Sunday, Flores Monday, Tuesday, and then you had what Dennis Allen, Aaron Glenn, and Darren Rizzi, Rizzi, as the the people. So I guess you can do the math there, right, Glenn? Allen, Rizzi, maybe those three, or maybe others. I, I don't know. Obviously, that not to say that everything that's been reported is accurate or is not the number. Or is there more or less? I don't know. Either way. Uh, anything else from Mickey Loomis that I thought was interesting? Well, obviously, he interviewed with Brian Flores. Was, we know the lawsuits with Brian Flores and basically alleging racism in that he interviewed for the Giants. That job's already been given. The Giants have released a statement. They did yesterday saying we were pleased and confident with the process that resulted in the hiring of Brian Daybold. We interviewed an impressive and diverse group of candidates. The fact of the matter is Brian Flores was in the conversation to be our head coach until the 11th hour. Ultimately, we hired the individual we felt was most qualified to be our next head coach. So obviously, since you had dinner with him on Monday and interviewed him on Tuesday, Mickey Lewis was asked about Brian Flores. Yeah, he's very impressive, and and we had, uh, uh, yeah, we had a, we had a great interview, and um, it went well. Um, of course, he was asked about the lawsuit against the NFL, and also about what he did like about Brian Flores. As you heard, there was you know not a long answer, but uh, there you go. Look, just a lot of things. I don't want to get into the specifics. Um, but we had a, we had a good interview, and he's impressive. So obviously, you don't want to get, I guess, into too much detail and things of that nature. Um, Loomis was asked about the NFL and being involved in the process of hiring coaches. Yeah, I think you always look at at uh, um, the process and evaluate it and see if there's some things that that uh, you know you might do differently and. You know, there were some changes this year, and, and afterwards I think the league um, will evaluate that, and, and my guess is they'll make some uh, more adjustments as we go along, but I, there's nothing off the top of my head that I can think of. Has he seen the process around the league in conversations about hiring coaches change over the last several years? Well, I can't remember 15 or 16 <laughs> years ago, John, but, but uh, I, you know, I don't think – I. They probably are different, and yet I think we're still trying to find out the same sort of things, you know, get a feel for the same sort of um, things from these head coaching candidates that, uh, you know, a lot of philosophy and 
vision and leadership and just, you know, the, the specific questions may be a little different in how we uh, go about finding out uh, what we're looking to find out. I heard him mention in some of these, obviously, that there's some in-house candidates. Again, Dennis Allen seems to be the favorite for many people because, you know, I you remember that. Jordan, what was it, 9 nothing Tampa this year? Filling in Fred Coach Sean Payton. Um, so Loomis was asked about some of the qualities from DA. Well, look, first of all, he's, he's, you know, he's a great coach, and, and uh, he's been a part of our building for a long time. Obviously, he, there was a period of time that he wasn't with us, but he's been part of building you know, the culture and the, and the success, big part of the success we've had over the years. Um, and and you know, he's got an experience as a head coach as well. A little longer than Flores. Just, I'm not reading into it. I'm oh, not, come on. I'm not reading into it. Um, so a lot of the quarterbacks that could go in the first round. I know you, you just rolled your eyes. Um, uh, are they? Are we gonna? Are we gonna trans, transfer into now hand size again? Kenny Pickett. How big small is his hands? hands? He, he will not get his hand measured at the uh, Kenny Small Hand Pickett. Bowl. Stop it. Uh, Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati. Sam Howell. North Carolina, Malik Willis, Liberty. Let's just go back with Jameis Winston. Do it for a year. Come on. You want to go back to Jameis? Just want to go ahead and do it? Pull the trigger. Uh, Malik Willis spoke at the Senior Bowl, and he was asked if the Saints had chatted with him. Again, you would imagine due diligence if all the QBs are there. Have you met with the New Orleans Saints at all? I have. How was that interaction meeting with the team? Oh, it was cool. I mean, we talked a little ball. We talked a little background. I mean, that's how pretty much all of them went. But it was pretty cool. I say you go. Little ball, little background. It was pretty cool. It's kind of how they all go. I mean, it's just, you know, hey, how you doing? I'm the Saints. <laughs> you probably have more of those formal interviews and stuff there in a combine. Right? When it happens. When, when you're asked, here's a sheet of paper. What do you see? Is it a cloud or a blot of ink? Uh, would you like to be a part of those interviews as once, well, just to kind of see what exactly they do? I've heard that they're very interesting. Sometimes they have nothing to do with football, right? And sometimes they're complete. They're questions that probably shouldn't be asked. I won't go into the things that I've heard, but well, I mean, some of those reportedly. If they have no place being asked in no. an interview, okay? Let's let's be honest. And no multiple place. teams asked it, right? There's there's no place. There's no place. So anyway, the reason I bring it up is because Ed Daniels yesterday and several callers agreed with him yesterday, saying, "Look, quarterback is something you've got to go look at and you got to go get. You got to go do." But Jordan, there he was yesterday. You want to play the video? We'll play the video when we come back after the break. We'll play what Loomis said about the quarterback process, and after the break, we'll play. Jameis Winston back on a football field throwing, wearing a Saints shirt. Jordan, you noticed that, huh? Black shirt, the little Florida Lee logo in the upper left pocket. Sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. 
Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. Pelicans Nuggets on Friday. Got a couple of days off here. Much needed. You think so? Four games in five days. Felt like Thank, there you. Was, yeah. Thank you, NBA. Those past That's two weeks felt like really nice. game every day. Jack on the on deck circle. Randy, thank you for calling the sports hangover. We got about four minutes here before the end of the show. How are you? Hey, what's up, Gus? How y'all doing today? Doing well, man. What you got? Hey, so I want to say this real quick that um, so it's got to be Jameis Winston next year. I okay. mean, even if you go draft a quarterback, I mean, you know, I don't think Kenny Pickett is starting day one. I don't think that would be smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you go out and you get one of these, you know, these uh, veteran quarterbacks, you know. But I think the message to the team would be, you know, we're not, you know, ready to win now. If you go get Trevor Simeon or if Taysom Hill starts. Uh, I know a lot of people like Taysom Hill, but I mean, you know, that that's over with with him being quarterback, I think. But um I'm gonna tell you why I think it's gotta be Doug Peterson, or in my opinion. Okay. You know, people say, you know, we need to do it Sean's way still. You know, Sean's not here no more. You know, I, I don't know why we need to do things Sean's way. You know, when I got a when I got a divorce from my wife, Gus, you can kinda relate to this, I guess. You know, I didn't tell my girlfriend, my new girlfriend or whatever, you know, I'm, we got to do this my ex-wife's way. You know, I mean, you know, he that probably wouldn't go over very well. And, yes, you're, you're right. right. <laughs> Speaking as a man, and, and that like, I, I'm also on take, too. I promise you, I don't think the um, that approach would have worked. I would have made it to 10 years, buddy, in July, you know. So I, I'm with you, Randy. Good observation there. <laughs> and look, Sean Fox said earlier, you know, in 2012, you know, when – um when they took over for Sean because they had to. You know, we did things Sean's way. But, you know, you can't really do things somebody's way if, you know, that person isn't there. You know, New England can say, hey, we're going to do this Bill Belichick's way and we're going to win six more rings. But I doubt it. And I think that if, if you want to, especially if you want to bring in a young quarterback, which I agree, even if we bring back Jameis Winston, we do eventually have to get a young quarterback in a building for the future. 
Dennis Allen isn't developing a young quarterback. I think an offensive guy would do it. I mean, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. I, I just think you have to go offense these days. And I don't agree with, you know, letting Doug Peterson come in and bring in his own guys, do it his way. The Sean era is over with. We don't have Drew anymore. We don't have Sean. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we don't like to think about it or say it, but that's over with, guys. Okay, so, so you're all about, you know, little change. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate the phone call, man. Bringing like a fresh approach, a different voice. Jordan, you've kind of said that a little bit about there as well, and that's why I keep saying I'm, I, I, I could I could be okay with the Doug Peterson move. Again, I don't know if they've hired, if they've interviewed other coaches we don't know. Jack, what you got for us today, bud? I'll make it quick. First of all, I, I can't believe the gumbo uh, uh, conversation went into two days, but I just want to point, people can eat whatever they want. But I, I, you know, there's already a lot of stuff going on with gumbo. I mean, there's the spices, Thank there's you. the chicken, there's the Thank sausage. You. Okay, do the I Cajun really want more in the gumbo? Duty to get the Cajun engine right. tomorrow. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't need more stuff in the gumbo. Whether I don't, there's already seafood. There's a bunch of stuff in there already. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need more. But but uh, get getting to the uh, um, the uh, who's the ex Pelican uh, that y'all are thinking about bringing Eric in? Uh, Gordon. Y'all, ninety six percent of New Orleans, not me. Uh-uh. according to the poll. Yeah, well, I think it's a good. It, it would it would drive ticket sales, and this is why. That's what my friend said. Uh, there'd be a bunch of people who buy tickets just to throw stuff at him. That's what my friend I, said. <laughs> I think your friend's right. You know, guys. <laughs> one day I think we ought to do. <laughs> I, one, one day I think we ought to do an all-hated uh, uh, Pelican slash um, um, Hornet team. Uh, certainly, he would be on it. Bledsoe would be on it. We just have to fill out the other three spots. Okay. Most, you know, most hated guys who ever played here. We could do a starting five. Yes, we could definitely do a starting oh, five. Easy starting five, and then uh, or like an all star vote, right? Like who gets the most votes? Who do you think is the most hated New Orleans basketball player? Come on, we've been talking about him all show. You, no, it's Eric Man. Gordon over AD. Yes, really, Jack AD or Eric Gordon? Um, I think AD eventually is going to give us a good basketball team by leaving. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't look. look I, I think AD, I think Chris Paul both had reasons to leave. It's just, you know, AD is so soft. I'm glad he's gone. I mean, look at that team. I mean, he plays 10 games. He's off 10 games. I really think Los Angeles has seen the last championship they're going to see with, with them. So, I, and, and Eric Gordon, I, I don't think, do you think AD ever really dogged it? I will say this. I will say this until the last year, and I, I'm up against the clock, and we can talk a little bit more about this, Jack. But yeah, look, I, I think most of those energy injuries were energy related, and him diving and everything, and then something got in his head that last year, and it's what it is. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate the phone call. I'm out of time. Bye-bye. Thank Thanks. you to everybody that joined us: Wilson Alexander, um, Coach G, Gary Smith, also. Scott Prather, Sean Fox, Ali Cosell, and you for listening. It's the Sports Hangover. We'll see you tomorrow. Matt Mastodon after further reviews next on ESPN Orleans. Yeah.